All right, hello and welcome to The Fostered. I'm your host, Angel Foster, and this is our end of the year episode. So exciting. I have a special guest with me, the producer of this pod and my boyfriend, the lover of my life, all things, Montez Nichols. Hello, hello. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. (laughs) You are always on the pod, though, behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, yeah. How are you feeling with the end of the year? Just how are you feeling in general? I'm feeling, I think I'm all right. I think I'm feeling good. Yeah. Something I've been seeing a lot about people saying is like, this is the year that we're just trying to end. It's like softly. Like, it's not like a year we're trying to like end super strong. And I had never seen people say that before. Like, I feel like all the language around like the end of the year has been always like, we're ending this year super strong and we're going to achieve those goals or whatever, whatever. But mainly um, Sadie Baddies, I feel like they've been the main people I've been seeing post about just like ending this year softly and like focusing on rest and there's also a little bit of stuff like around astrology with that too. Um, I, I just saw that Mercury is in retrograde today uh, in Capricorn. I don't even know what half that stuff means, but it just feels like this is the year we're just trying to end with a little bit of ease. Um, yeah. Do you feel that at all? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you were gone all last week, so I was definitely resting a lot and just kind of chilling, not like overexerting at all not like worried about like trying to complete like personal projects and you know we were off work too so yeah i definitely feel that ending the year with ease 100 percent. that's good and i'm glad you took some rest for yourself because i feel like i've never seen you like work this much like this year like you i've just you've worked really really hard this year and you've really taken care of us and i'm just so grateful for you and i'm glad that you are able to end this year with some kind of rest because i feel like it's hard for people to give them give themselves that in general, but I think especially like black men, like the conversation around black men giving themselves rest is really a new one. Yeah, I feel like black women were like we're taking our rest, and then now black men like are start, starting to be like, wait, I can take some rest too. Like it's just been a nice conversation around like mental health with men. Yeah, um, and black men specifically. Yeah, yeah, I definitely resonate with like the have to you know, do whatever by the end of the year. Not just like the end of the year, just in general, like having to work, 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 do the things, be excellent at all times. And, you know, sometimes rest is excellent. Oh, yeah, that was a word. So so, um, uh, fully embracing that. I love that. Something I've been loving too, which you just touched on a little bit, is um, I've been seeing a lot of people on TikTok say like we need to also support black mediocrity. Like my friend went to, um, my friend Cody went to go see these, um, plays and she was like yeah some of the plays weren't good but it's like black mediocrity is great like the fact that they even had the chance to you know workshop and experiment in these plays to have the chance to get better but it's just like i see so many mediocre as white people like let us be mediocre sometimes too right and still get paid <laughs> and still get paid <laughs> like i would love to do the bare minimum and just blow up on tiktok like, right it's like there's this girl that's going viral right now have you heard of alex earl mm-hmm I found about her recently, but she's like blowing up. And I went on her TikTok and I was just like, I don't want to be like, there's nothing special about this person. Obviously, I'm just doing a really quick glance, but I was just like, I don't really see what the the thing is. I'm like, you're just a white girl, bro. But I mean, that's literally what it is. And I'm like, I would love to see that. Not even for myself. I mean, I would love it if it was me, but for, you know, I would love to see some other black people blow up like that on these platforms. Yeah. Because the talent is there, but it's like, even if the talent isn't there, I would still like to see it. Right. Yeah. 100%. What about you? How are you feeling going into the end of this year? Um, I don't know. December was a really weird month because I feel like I started it on a really high note and then I got sick 
and then I had to go home, really be, getting sick. And I apologize for no episodes. I think we missed two weeks. Yeah. And I am sorry for that. And thank you guys for showing us grace with the pod. But um, I got really sick and didn't even know what I was sick with. And it was really a bummer to me because I felt like I was like really getting into my consistency and just everything was like going up, up, up. And yeah. then to be kind of knocked on my ass like that really made me depressed, I think. Like it made me really sad. But I was talking to my health coach, Robin, who's been on the pod. I definitely listened to her episodes. And she was just saying like, this is an opportunity for you to show yourself grace. Like, and she was saying, even when we talk about behavior change, she was like, relapse is built into that. Mm -hmm. And that was a really great lesson for me to hear because I'm just like, I think I should just be able to go, go, go at all times and to literally be like depleted of all my energy and have no appetite and just be so sick like that. It really made me sad because um, I felt like I couldn't show up for myself in this community that I'm trying to build. But so, yeah, I feel like I, even though I'm seeing all this messaging around like ending the year with ease and stuff, it still has been a little bit of like my mind also being like, no, you still need to end this year hard. You still like, I mean, we're recording a podcast today because I'm like, I, we're going to get a podcast out. Like, right. <laughs> but yeah. But you can have both. Like you can have something you want to get done and also like embrace like being in the spirit of rest too. I think you can like not overexert yourself going into the end of the year, but if there's like a thing that you want done, you know, get it done. Definitely. But also get some rest. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's been listening to myself has been like the biggest lesson. And we'll get into like our lessons for the year, but like that has been a big lesson, like listening to and I think you need time to listen to yourself too. And I feel like I was distracting myself with like social media and just looking at like so many other people. And I never, I wasn't really listening to myself. And because of that, it's hard for me to even check in to know like when I need the rest or when I need to go, go, go. Because I'm yeah. just like, I'll see somebody post a TikTok and then I'm like, oh, I need to post a TikTok today. But it's like, it's just like my, my actions were being motivated by other people versus like coming from the internal. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You're comparing yourself to somebody else's output and trying to make it yours. Yeah, exactly. You can really just find whatever your output is by listening to yourself. Beautifully said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want to transition into my questions that I have for the both of us. Yeah. For our end of the year wrap up. So my first question for us both, but you can answer first, is what were some of your biggest lessons that you've learned this year? One, not let negative self-talk stop you from doing whatever it is like you want to do. And that you may need to be like a little delusional to achieve like a goal or to do like a thing that you say you want to do. Because I guess I'll, I'll just speak for myself. You know, some resistance can come up when you try and set goals or try and tell yourself you're going to do like a thing. And you can either let that stop you or you can acknowledge the resistance and be like, I'm going to do it because like there's something clearly trying to stop me. And yeah, I'd say those two would be um, some some lessons that I've taken from the years to not not get in my own way. Mm. That I feel like also another lesson for the year is if you want it, you can have it. You know, the the divider between the haves and the have-nots in terms of like achieving a thing or doing something that you say you want to do is 
simply doing whatever it is. It's like you can do whatever you set your mind out to as long as you are real with yourself and are able to convince yourself of doing it because it's not just going to pop you know pop up in front of you on this table and you know be able to be there for you to take it like you have to actively one figure out whatever the steps are in preparation for the thing and then you have to get into it and mm-hmm. be doing it i guess that's a long way of saying um i learned to not be in my own way yeah i would i would definitely echo that like one of my biggest lessons that i feel like i've said it like so many times this year but don't tell yourself no let them tell you no mm-hmm. and literally pretty much not even pretty much every single thing that i've asked for this year i've gotten but if you look at this year i mean i won't say like i haven't gotten that much but i haven't asked for that much even though every time I ask for something, I've gotten it. And I think it's because I still have a lot of anxiety around feeling like I'm worthy for X, Y, and Z thing, or is this something that I can actually have? And it's like, yeah, you can have it. Like you said, the thing that separates the haves and the have-nots is just asking for it, going after the thing. Um, there may be some you know, extra things in there as well. So yeah. Like we, we know about Nepo babies and all, right, right. all X, Y, and Z. But for me, I feel like I focused so much on that this year. Like I was constantly comparing myself to Nepo babies or people who were not black or just making excuses and being like, they have this because they're X, Y, and Z. And it's like, yeah, but that's always going to be the case. It's like, what are you going after? And don't act like you don't have privileges too. Like you have privileges that are going to allow you to get to a certain place. Like being black is a privilege, you know? Um, and I feel like I just had such a limiting belief around myself yeah. thinking I couldn't achieve certain things because mm. I was just looking at so many other people instead of looking at myself and being like, you're talented, you're, you know, you can show, you're a great filmmaker. You're, you know, just speaking life into myself. Right. I was just looking outward and comparing myself. And we were listening to Oprah yesterday and she was basically saying like, with Joel Osteen, she was saying whatever you say, like you call more of that in when you say like, I am X, Y, and Z or whatever it is, like the things that you speak, you're just calling more of that in. And so if you're constantly speaking like negativity, that is going to be called more in versus speaking more life and more positive things and leading with gratitude. And so I would say that for sure was one of my biggest lessons. And like you were saying too, like being delusional, I feel like delusional was the word for 2022. Like I heard it so much all over TikTok and different podcasts. And I feel like it's just like another word for maybe law of attraction. Like people just, these are just different words for the same thing, which is just like, as a man thinketh, so shall it be. So the more we just think into the reality that we want, to manifest on the outside, the more we'll see it happen. Right. So yeah, I definitely echo everything that you said. What would you say was one of your biggest challenges this year? It's kind of speaking to what I was just saying earlier, like just being in my own way. I guess what you were saying too, like telling myself no. Yeah, it's like a lot of things I guess I wanted to do that I just like started and stopped, started and stopped and hadn't like exactly completely executed in the way that maybe I had wanted to, so. I think that would be it what do you think you'll do differently like next year like when you feel yourself like starting and stopping like what do you think you may have in place to not have that happen again next year 
because I definitely relate to you on like starting this. I mean, even with this podcast, I feel like it's been something that I've started and stopped. And I would say something that something that's really helped me figure out consistency with this podcast was having you like help me and asking for help instead of just trying to do like everything by myself. And you've been a really big supporter in just anything that like I share with you. I feel like you like encourage me and you also encourage me to take rest if you're like, you know, like. Like you don't have to do it all in one day. Like you really encouraged me to take rest. But so yeah, I would say like that has helped me a lot. But I would love to know like what you think you might do next year differently. Um, I think I think what I do different is to just not worry about like something being perfect and just like releasing it from my hands. Like you know, and not just like letting it sit on a hard drive or you know whatever like that. Um, I think it's just going to be a lot of um, shrinking the the gap in between like conception and executing that's what I'm planning to do this year this coming year <laughs> I love that because you work on so many cool things and like I just see you like working on like building these worlds and just stuff that I, I literally cannot physically understand how you make these things that you make but I would definitely love to see you like sharing more of that with people next year because it's, it's really dope what I see you working on thank you that's why I was saying too earlier like even though, and I feel like a lot of people who listen to this podcast either have like side hustles or like something they're trying to build while they also have like a full-time job. And you were really busy with work this year. Yeah. And so the fact that you even found time to do anything extra, I'm just like, that is amazing. And let alone the things that you were doing extra, you were literally teaching yourself how to build these worlds in Unreal Engine and just doing really dope stuff. And so I feel like, yeah, you may not have like put out the things you wanted to put out, but I feel like you learned so much this year about all of that. And so it was just really like laying a lot of that groundwork to really propel you into next year. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that because it looked like you were kind of being hard on yourself a little bit, but like, I just want you to know, like you were really busy with work and this is like a side, like it's not like you have all your time to right, be working yeah. on this. Like yeah. you were staying up really late at night, like some nights coming, not coming to bed till two, three in the morning. And I hate that, but <laughs> I was proud of you seeing you go after, you know, something you were really passionate about. And yeah. I would say, like, this year I've seen you, like, the most passionate about and, like, actually working towards something in a way I've never seen you do before. And we got our laptop stolen. I don't know if we want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. We should definitely talk like, about that. You had to go through, like, several computers. We got robbed. Um it was in May. In May. And it took a while to kind of like recoup. I mean, we're still kind of recouping everything. Yeah. Um, because our insurance did not help us out. They did not. <laughs> and so Montez was going through a couple different computers. And even through all that, you were still like working and teaching yourself and going after it. Like you watch these videos, <laughs> these like, I don't even know what they are. Some super nerdy shit. And I just hear you <laughs> listening to that in the shower and just all these things and i'm just really proud of you so. thank you i appreciate it i would say one of my biggest challenges this year was comparison for sure would you say that yeah like yeah <laughs> um yeah i would say so you would like let you would like get down um from seeing like you know whatever yeah. and compare yourself like you were saying to like other people on social and that's why I like social is like kind of like a double-edged sword because it's like yeah, it's there for you to be able to release and share what you want, but so many other people are doing that same thing and 
you know, the grass is always greener when you were looking at somebody else and you know, you don't know anything about their experience or what it took for them to do whatever it is that they're doing. And then you start putting yourself in those shoes when they aren't your shoes. And, you know, that's how, you know, things like depression and like negative self-talk and like all these different things that you, you know, that you can speak to that you like dealt with over the course of like comparing yourself can happen. But that is sure to come like when we're seeing somebody else's stuff and like, oh, the grass is, you know, always greener in that way of you're able to put yourself into somebody else's shoes that aren't yours. And it's like, um, also like what you were saying before, it's like you have to like release that and like really listen to yourself. And it's like, if you when you take the time to like really do that, like you might find yourself thinking like, oh, this thing I was upset about in my bout of comparison isn't even something that I even aspire to. Mm. Um, so that's like the importance of really being in tune with yourself to really know even what it is that you want. Yeah, definitely. There can be so much noise and chatter from like seeing everybody else's stuff and, oh, that's the blueprint. It's like, no, like you lay out whatever blueprint it is that you want. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to um, see somebody else's and be like, oh, well, mine doesn't look like that. Well, yeah, it doesn't look like that because it's not yours, you know? Um, And just because yours doesn't look like somebody else's doesn't mean it's not beautifully and wonderfully made because it is. It's just not X, Y, and Z other persons. And I feel like a lot of us, we deal with working on our blueprint seeing somebody else's and then being like, oh, well, mine doesn't have these elements, doesn't have that, and not being like content and happy with with that fact. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't look like that. Yeah, it doesn't have those elements, but it has my elements. No, I definitely, I mean, how many times have I come to you and being like, I want to try this thing? And you're like, girl, you don't stick <laughs> with the thing you told me. Like, <laughs> And so I feel like I keep, I'll see somebody else doing something and then I'm like, I need to be doing that. And I'll switch it up, switch it up. And then it's like, and then I'll see something else. And then I don't even get to work through an idea long enough to really see it to come to fruition because I'm just constantly trying to emulate everything I'm seeing around me. And I just feel like we've never been exposed to so many people like this in yeah. this way before. Like, we're not supposed to be looking at this many people, I feel like. Yeah. Like, we really should be... Hitomi Machizuki, she posted something today and it was this list where it's like energy takers and energy givers. And under the energy takers part was screens. And I definitely feel that I fit into uh, on the energy, um, on the energy givers part was all the things we know that gives us energy, going outside, sunlight, drinking water, eating the good things. And none of that had to do with social media or technology. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when I do those things, that's when I get the really great inspiration. And that's where I really can hear from God and, just be in touch with the person that I want to be and can have gratitude and just all the good things. But when I, and I, and I love social media, don't get me wrong. I love social media. I've learned so much. I've met so many cool people online and it's been nice to like create this community of people that I've never even met in person. Like Tatiana, who was just on the pod. Y'all should definitely listen to that episode. I love seeing her post and I just, I just love social media. So I don't want to bash it. No. Yeah. No. But it feels like, you do have to have very strict restraints around it. And if you, I find myself just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and it's in those times. And I'm like, okay, well, how about we filmed a video today? Like, 
it's nothing wrong with scrolling, but if you want to be a creator, you have to be creating. Right. There's another quote that I see go around a lot, and it's like, creative people need time to just work, to just sit around and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And doing nothing does not mean scrolling on social media. It means right. doing nothing, like literally just sitting, doing nothing, being in meditation. And sometimes I think doing nothing means scroll on social media. Yeah. <laughs> and that just feeds more of my comparison. And it makes me not feel good about myself. And it ha- like you said, it ha- it'll have me wanting things. And I'm like, I don't even know if I want this for real. But it can also be good because I'm like, oh, I didn't know this was possible too. Right. I'm like, oh, this is, this is dope. I, I'm adding this to my vision board. So right. it's just like, just monitor your time with it. I know I need to. And if I've gone days without posting, but I've been scrolling like crazy, then I need to check myself because I don't really even want to be on social media unless I'm posting. Like if I'm not, if I don't have anything to post, I feel like I need to take a break. I feel, I feel like like with social, like it's like you determine how you use it. Yeah. And like you're saying, like, yeah, you want to really use it to be posting. And when you find yourself scrolling too much, that's how you know you need to post. And yeah, that's how you, you know, you want to use it. And that's like, that's the thing that's needed. Like you need to know what, your constraints are so you know what to do when like the thing happens like know what your your caveat or your pivot is going to be because if you know you don't have that in place then you'll just continually be in like a spiral so you know that's that's the first step to having whatever it is that's going to be your your pivot Mm -hmm. like having that you know mapped out um so that posting strategy you know once you feel like you've been scrolling too much and you you know it's time to post then yeah definitely and obviously i'm speaking from more of a content creator standpoint like if you have no desire to be doing any of this like scroll as much as you want do whatever you want i was speaking more so from like a person who's trying to be a creator or not trying to i'm done saying that like i am a creator yeah you are you're not trying to i am a creator yeah my friend crystal she really was like speaking like into me she was like just like how, she was just saying like how every time she gets on like she sees a new video from me and that made me feel really good because I'm like because Lord knows I was not consistent and I think too a reason I wasn't really consistent was because I didn't have a lot of clarity about, around what I wanted to do speaking back to looking at all these other people and I knew that I was really getting serious about content creation when I started posting like videos on Instagram because mm-hmm. like, on TikTok I was fine YouTube whatever but Instagram is like your friends and your family are seeing yeah. it and. It's embarrassing. It's cringy, but I'm like, you know what? Who cares? Like, they barely engage with my stuff anyway. Like, I'm trying to meet new people. I'm trying to like build community, but mm-hmm. they actually were engaging. Like, they were, you know, really supportive. And sometimes I still be like, I'm not posting this on Instagram, <laughs> but but each year, each day, I try to like overcome that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and just like share more on there because it's fun and you meet so many new people and it's nice when you let people surprise you. Like, right. Like you may think like your friends or your family may not support what you're doing, but they may actually support you and be some of your biggest supporters. Right. Because I know a lot of times people be like their friends don't engage with their stuff. But my friends, for the most part, every single video I post, they comment on it. Like my friend Cody, she's always like the first comment and Crystal or whoever, you. It's nice to let people surprise you. Yeah. When you post on Instagram, that's like, (laughs) I don't know why it's just like scary to post on Instagram for some reason. I think maybe like, uh, well, at least for me. It's like, a, like you have all these preconceived like notions that other people like have to say about whatever yeah. it is. Like, oh, she's trying to be a content creator. She's right. trying to be an influencer. Right, like, right. And I, I don't know why that offends me. It's like, because yeah, I am. I literally am trying to be <laughs> all the things you think I'm trying to be. I am trying to be those things. It's, it's like what you're saying before. It's like you tell yourself no before somebody else can. 
Yeah. Because nobody's ever messaged me being like, you're trying to be an influencer. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's ever messaged me. Nobody. Yeah. And nobody's going to. Yeah. They want, like, people want to see you, you know, do what you want to do. Yeah. You know, whatever that is. And if that's content creating and sharing your life with people, like, they want to see that. Yeah. I know I do. I love that. Next question. What was something that made you most proud of yourself this year? I think. Moving to California from Nashville, definitely. I yes. uh, was one of them. And that was your first time leaving home. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, not, yeah. it is because you didn't move away for college. Yeah, I didn't move away for college, no. No, I didn't. Um, I stayed on campus for a year of college, and then I got a couple of years in my mom's place by myself because she moved out. Um, but, yeah, no, I didn't move. So, yeah, this was my first time moving from home. How did that make you feel? Were you homesick at all? I mean, yeah, I get times where I miss my family, but I mean, if I didn't go, I went to TSU, and if I didn't go to school, you know, right out of high school, my original plan was to just pick up and move to New York. So yeah. I think, you know, it was Which past. Maybe doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been past time for me to you know leave. So I I'm completely fine with you know not being home. Yeah. How yeah. have you liked it here so far? I like it. I like it. I like where we are located. It's like close to like it's all the perfect. things. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I skateboard a lot and it makes it really easy for me to get to where I want uh, to go, you know, because everything is so close. Yeah. Um, no, I was just back home for the holidays and I had to drive like, like the nearest grocery store was 10 minutes away at my my dad's place. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this is why I had a car. But like here you really need a car. It's like walkable and... Like, literally, whenever we need to go to, like, Whole Foods or whatever, you just skate and yeah. go. And, yeah, like, it's been nice seeing you, like, really be in that, your skater board era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My fourth grade my fourth grade self would be really happy. Was that your goal in fourth grade, to be, like, a skater? I mean, when I was, that's when I, like, really got into skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, I had these homies, Sonny and Orion Hensley. Um, Hi, Sonny and Orion. <laughs> yeah, if they, if they ever see this. Um, but... Um, Orion, he was in the same grade as me, fourth grade, and Sonny was his younger brother, but they had like this whole like skate park behind their house. And, oh, dope. Um, were they black? No, they were white. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, they, they had like this half pipe and some other stuff. That, that was when I was like really getting into it then. And so now like that I've been skating a lot more, um, yeah, my fourth grade self would be really happy. But um, that's that's also one of the things too that I'm happy about um, for this year is I skate skated a lot. And got really good. Got yeah, I got a little bit better. Um, still still working to like get some tricks down and stuff like that. But yeah, I've been able to do a couple of things I wasn't able to before. I've always never had really a problem with like speed on the skateboard because I would back home. I you know I've got this hill mm-hmm. in my mom's house. So I would always go down that um, or like going downhill. That that's always been fun, but the issue that I've had in the past was being able to like Ollie or like do a shove it, which I can do both now. Oh, dope. Um, yeah. That. So no, you give me so much anxiety though. Like watch you go that super fast like that. Like, yeah. It gives me so much. Cause I'm it's like, definitely not how safe. How do you stop? But you, I mean, you stop. Yeah. Like, well, the way you stop actually is kind of insane. Like you, you put your foot down and like slow yourself down. I'm like, yeah. Is that good for your knees? Like it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how you stop though. Like just putting your foot down. And... You either do that or you got to jump off. Jump off. Yeah. What happened? What about your skateboard? 
Well, you you like jump off and then grab you go it grab it. Okay. Yeah. The skating is definitely giving me a lot of anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been exciting to see you uh, show up for yourself in that way. Because I feel like you are always the person that really shows up for other people. And it's been nice to... Like, I feel like this is really the first year where you were able to really prioritize yourself. Yeah. Would you say so? Yeah, yeah. I would say so, too. For sure. So, I mean, I've been loving seeing you do that. And just, like, I feel like we both kind of have been, like, trying to, like, please our childhood selves, too, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, like you just said, like, your fourth grade self will be proud. And just, like, whatever, like, kid, like, things we want to do, we just do it. Yeah. Was there anything else that made you proud of yourself this year? Um, I got one more. I, I started cutting my own hair this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Tell them why. Huh? Tell them why. Well, um, just getting haircuts is very expensive, and especially out here. I think I I got I got one haircut since I've been out here by another person, and I paid like $70 for it. And that was when I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> you bought the Clippers so fast. <laughs> yeah. Because you didn't even like your haircut. No, nah, I didn't even like the haircut. So I was like, yeah, I'm not paying for this yeah. anymore. It was hard for you two to break up with your barber, I think, too. Because you had the best barber. Yeah, I had a really good barber, Rob. Rob in uh, Nashville, Collins & Co. on 4th Ave. If you're in Nashville, go see him. Um, if he's got availability, you know. I yeah, don't know. He's, he's busy. Booked. Yeah, he stays booked. Um but yeah, yeah, it's hard to, you know, find another barber after him. So Yeah, he was the best. Yeah, so I just figured, you know, I can do this myself. And, yeah. you know, I've you been... And you've been doing hard haircuts, like those fades? Yeah, like, I do the fade. Um, like I'll leave some on the top and do a ball fade around, the, you know, the sides in the back. Yeah, I yeah. like that one a lot. Yeah, I like doing that one too. And, I mean, that was the last one I did. And it kind of becomes like two haircuts because today I just did an edge up. But yeah. Like now it's more of like a fade instead of like a bald fade, you know, because the hair's growing back. So um, now I'll probably like cut it again next week, but I didn't have to like cut it all the way down mm -hmm. again because, you know, I can just give myself edge up and, you know, it looks fine. Yeah, it looks good. Thank you. But yeah, those are those are my things I was proud of um, for the year. I'm proud of you too. Thank you. What about you? For me... Well, I feel like I'm most proud of like really being in my fitness era. Like I was really in my Pilates princess era. Yeah, you are. Um, and I even got into spin really heavily. And I You've like, really been loving spin. I love spin yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for the class on um, Saturday because it's like an end of the year class. And they Dope. posted the playlist that they're going to be having for that. But love yeah, that. I... I feel like I've never been this consistent with fitness. I mean, would you say I, I've never been? You've, you've wanted to, but yeah, this year I think has been the, the year of consistency in, in that arena, which I really love for you because, you know, um, we've been together almost five years now and you've been talking about like wanting to do that. And like this year you really showed up and really been proud of you for that. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I'm really proud of myself. It, isn't it cheap? And I feel like the fact that it's so expensive is probably the main reason I've been showing up so much like yeah. this. But I also just really love it. And I think working from home, like, that's, like, my one time to, like, get out the house and be around people. Right. I just love it. I, it's hard. It's challenging. It never gets easier. And... I like seeing myself, like, improve with it. Like, like the class I took after I got sick, I was, like, thinking... Like coming back because I hadn't worked out in a week, 
So I was thinking it would be really hard, but it was surprising to me like how much muscle memory like I maintained. Yeah. Just every like just seeing the improvements just makes me so happy. Like yeah, I'm not seeing like any changes like necessarily physically, but like mentally and like how, like the strength that I'm building, I do feel that. Yeah. I'm excited to do it again next year and incorporate more like healthy eating so I can see some of those physical changes I want to see. But yeah, I'm very proud of how I showed up with fitness. And I just really love it. And I, I feel like this year really cemented it making something that I do for the rest of my life. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes is like, how you do one thing is how you do all things. And I've seen like how the consistency I've had with fitness has trickled over into like how consistently I've been showing up with content creation. Yeah. And just like anything I feel like I say I'm going to do, I feel like I've been more impeccable with my word. Like mm-hmm. That's one of the agreements. That's one of the agreements, yes. Because um, I, I feel like before... And this is literally how you build confidence. Like when you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it, like you lose trust in yourself and you don't have confidence. Yeah. So I feel like my confidence has improved because I am doing the things that I say I'm going to do and I can trust myself again. Yeah. And it's been nice to be consistent with this podcast because I, I feel like, you know, like I've wanted a podcast forever mm-hmm. and to have like these, the guests we've had on this year. I'm just really proud of that. And we have so many good guests lined up for next year that I'm so excited about. I'm just really happy with where we're at in life. Even our relationship. Like, I feel like we went through like a lot of, like a lot of things stretched us, I feel like this year. And the fact that we were able to overcome it just makes me so proud of us. And you hear people say like marriage is hard work, relationships are hard work, and I feel like I didn't really understand that that much when I was younger. I'm like, marriage, the relationship should not be hard work. They should be easy, but it's like, <laughs> no, these things are work, yeah. and that's why you are so proud of them because you know the work that it took, and it's not even the work in the relationship; it's the work that you have to do on yourself. Yeah. Like I was talking to my dad, and um, he was telling me something that he was reading. I guess I'm, he watches a lot of like YouTube shorts. And there was one where this man was saying, like, should you be in, like, when you come to a relationship, should you be a healed version of yourself? Um, and the dude was like, yeah, like, I don't want to be dealing with anybody who has a lot of baggage or whatever. And it was a lot of discussion in the comments, but to a certain extent, I agree. Like, you really have to work on yourself. Like, when we first got together, I feel like I was really insecure. And, like, if you liked, if I saw your name, like, next to a celebrity's picture that was, like, really cute, I would get so insecure. And I'm like, he would never even be able to talk to this woman. But, <laughs> but I would just be so insecure because I'm like, I don't look like her or, you know, whatever. And I really had to do a lot of work to come o- overcome a lot of those insecurities. And it's just it's continuous work, too. It's not, like, done. Like, I have to work on my mouth and work on my attitude and... Just making sure that I'm showing up how I want to show up. And that's like as a person that treats you with respect and with love and kindness. And I realize like I have to show myself that stuff first before I'm able to even have the ability to show it to you. Yeah. The more I feel like that I'm able to do that, the more I feel like I'm able to show up in this relationship how I want to show up. And I feel like not necessarily the beginning of the year. Like I feel like this was like something I started working on. Probably after the summertime, because the summertime, I feel like we were going through a heat. Like <laughs> It was like a heat wave outside, and it was like a heat wave in this relationship. Yeah. But um, after whatever, I feel like I was able to really like just work on, like I want. I was like I'm never. I'm not, I don't want to. I don't want to yell. That was like a big thing for me, because I grew up in a yelling household, and that's just not the kind of. I don't want to be a person that yells at you. Like I want to treat you with respect, and I want to make sure that 
you're able to be heard. But that's like, oh, that's work for me. Cause like, it, that's how I was raised. I was raised where people yell at each other. And it's like, a, it's a, a practice that I have to make sure that I'm showing up. Like, so whenever I even feel things get like a little bit heated, it's like, I instantly have to calm myself down. So I don't, so I can hear what you're saying. And so I don't immediately like get offended because we're on the same team at the end of the day. Like it's us versus the problem. But I feel like even though I know that, like in my head, I'm like, no, it's me versus him. And he needs to know I'm right. And it's like, no, I don't care about being right. I care about this relationship. Do you have anything you want to say about that? Yeah, I, I did go like all you're saying, like, yeah, relationships are our work, not just relationships with other people, relationship with yourself too. So yeah, I think a lot of what you're saying, like having to work on yourself has been true for the both of us. I think what what I had to work on is really like not not worrying about like what your feelings are gonna be of my feelings. Cause that's what's had me not say like a lot of things before or like assuming like there's gonna be a fallout if I like talk about how I feel or, you know, whatever. Boiling that down to me not thinking like my perspective is valid or, you know, anything like that, which is in the past, like how a lot of things subsided was me just like letting it go and like, you know, whatever, she's right, you're right, you know? But that always isn't the case. And that just builds up resentment and disdain for like things not said or, you know, um, that sort of thing, so. Yeah, no, you spoke up the most this year, I feel like. Yeah. You, I mean, you could definitely be speaking up more, but, like, yeah. I was so used to you not, like, challenging me, and then I feel like you hit, like, a breaking point. You were like, uh-uh, you ain't right no more, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I am about to be speaking up. And I'm so grateful to you for that, because I feel like that is where the real growth happens. Like, I'm not right all the time. I'm right 99% of the time. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> And so the more that you speak up, the more, and that was, I used to say that all the time. Like, I feel like I always challenge you, which allows you to grow and like breach like your potential. But I was like, you never were challenging me in the same way. And so I felt like I wasn't able to grow like how I wanted to grow. Mm -hmm. And so the more that you've been able to speak up and like offer that reflection for me has been so beautiful. I feel like for my growth, because like that I feel like is what makes us partner. And that is what makes a relationship a relationship. Like, Everything else just doesn't even feel real. And of course we had to grow up to get to this point. Like we're in the you know, second half of our twenties now. And before I felt like we were just kinda like playing house a little bit and just trying to like trying on like being in a relationship and like figuring out like what is it to be in a relationship. But now I feel like I feel like we're still doing that a little bit, yeah. but it's more like we know what we want. And when something doesn't feel right, I feel like we're able to call it out more. And you're able to call it out. Versus like just letting it go on and go on and then it just builds up. Because that's yeah. really what I need from you as a partner to like speak up. Because it's like you feel the energy when I'm off and I feel the energy when you're off. And when you say nothing's wrong, it's like, okay, well, it feels like something's wrong. Like, and so it feels like not like gaslighting, but low key like a little bit of gaslighting when you be like, nothing's wrong. It's like, okay, but it feels a little bit off in here. And so I'm just calling it out. I don't know. Does that make sense? Mm hmm. Yeah. I feel like too in the like in the past before like growth and all these different things, like I would try to like say like X, Y, or Z or whatever, but I think um maybe in the past like you weren't really wanting to hear like certain things. So there would be like some resistance to like me 
trying to like say something. And then over time, like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I, I take that and I'm gonna, I'm gonna fall back, you know? Yeah. Cause I don't wanna, you know, the definition of insanity is like you keep doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. So I feel like the, the you feel like you were trying the same thing over and over. Though? I feel like, I feel like, like how I would be able to like name something now, like I would try and like do that in a similar way in the past. And maybe because like, it wasn't like wanting wanting to be received or because we were in whatever the issue was like it wasn't received and that would be why i would just you know i would take that note and be like okay for the next whatever like just let it be cuz i'm a path of least resistance kind of person sometimes and what i take from one like interaction, like I'll note that and be like, okay, then I don't need to do like whatever that is again. Or even if there's like an inkling of that, like I'm thinking to myself, oh, okay, I don't need to do this or this will happen. Or do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I feel like we've grown in that arena to where like, like what I said before is like, I, I can't worry about like whatever the outcome is from me bringing up whatever, yeah. you know, because I'm just going to be left with it. And so now I'm going to have to say whatever it is. So that, you know, if that does happen, like if there's a rut that, you know, you or me go through from as a result of that, you, you know, that's what it is. And then we get to the solution. Um, but before I was just like making the solution silence, which also didn't really help. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I definitely didn't know that. Yeah, of course. I'm glad you don't feel that way now. Sometimes nothing is, you know, going on, or at least with you, maybe. Like, sometimes it's just maybe me dealing with, you know, whatever I'm dealing with. And yeah, sometimes I'll include you in that, but sometimes, like, I want to just handle it myself. And yeah. So I don't mean to gaslight you. In that I'm not way. saying you're no. I know you're not. I know you're not. Yeah. But I'm just. I'm just using the word you did. Yeah. Um. I don't want to gaslight you in that way of like, is something wrong? And I'm like, no. You know, ninety five percent of the time that'll be true. Like, yeah, no, nothing's wrong. Um. But five percent of the time, I might have something going on in my mind that I just want to, you know, mull over myself, get to the solution, and then maybe bring it to you later and be like, yeah, this is what. I'm dealing with or was dealing with. Yeah. Um, well, I, I like, guess I wish you would say, okay, so go ahead, sorry. I feel like, men, we're kind of left to, you know, figure it out ourselves, especially in mental health. So it's, you know, difficult to include somebody else in something that might be going on with me because sometimes I have the thought to, like try and include you in like something that might be going on, but then also like the toxic masculinity piece of it is like, you need to do it yourself. Like you, I don't know, it's just like a, I don't know, I think men and black men especially don't always feel like that. Don't feel that need to like include somebody else in their healing. Cause it's like, we've always, it's always been like a, like you have to fend for yourself type of thing or um, like men don't cry or, you know, or people just don't want to, like you think, you know, it's not something that is wanting to be heard. Like you, 
you're a man, you're supposed to be a symbol of strength and power and and all these different things. Not to say like vulnerability is a weakness because it's a strength, but when you're in like whatever you're in, like you don't always see it from that lens. Um, or yeah, you, you, you just maybe don't always, I keep saying you, I, I maybe don't always see that, you know, from that lens, even though I know like, you know, that is the truth. I don't know. I feel like I could say more, but I'll stop there. <laughs> well, we should definitely just keep this conversation going. Cause I, I mean, I said this to you before, like, I want to feel like I'm your soft place to land and that you can share these things with me, but I know that it's like an unprogramming that you have to do. Right. I guess for me, it just sometimes breaks my heart when I hear you say stuff like that, and I don't want to get emotional, but it's just I always know that I can come to you and talk to you about whatever and that you're going to be there for me. And I so badly want to be that for you, but it's like I I can't make you, you know, like share these things with me. It's like you have to do it in your own time. Yeah. And I just want you to know that you can come to me and talk to me and get emotional. Because I'm just thinking about Twitch, too. Yeah. I know that you deal with stuff, and I just want you to be able to, like, share those things. You know that, like, this is a safe place for you to talk about that. Like, I and I know it's hard, too, because, like, there's so much stuff online where women will be like, I don't want to hear what men are going through, and... And there are a lot of women who just do not care, but it's like, I do care. Like, I want to know what it is that you're going through because separate from gender, like we're humans Yeah. and just being on this earth and being black, like we deal with so much. And so I just want you to know that you can talk to me and you can share those things here. No, I and definitely know that I can. It's just, you know, like I said, it's like the, uh, like, well, like you said, it's like the unprogramming that, yeah. that has to happen or it has to continue to happen. And I, I've seen you open up more this year than the year before. And so I'm just hoping in 2023, like, there's, like, a little bit more opening up. And yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say more. <laughs> I'm sorry to get emotional. Oh, I don't apologize. <laughs> okay. The last question is, what is your intention for 2023? My intention for 2023 is to claim abundance and i'm saying claim abundance because a lot of times you'll think of like abundance or manifesting as like oh the thing will show up or whatever but i'm like in 2023 positioning myself for abundance for manifestations to be realized because you can't just be like oh this is going to happen or you know this is going to come to me when it does but it's like if that's the mindset like then you'll always be where you are which is not having the thing in 2023 i'm placing myself in the positions to claim like whatever is abundant for me what about you i really just want to take full responsibility of my life i feel like I kind of did that a little bit this year or like was testing the waters, like seeing what I could get. And, but I still made like a lot of excuses and I just want to not be that person anymore. I don't want to be in that victim mentality anymore and just really lead with gratitude and be grateful for this life because we are living such an amazing life mm -hmm. and everything we set our minds to we achieve it like literally every single thing and so i'm like if that's the case like i don't want to hold myself back anymore and i don't want to limit myself anymore yeah i just really want to take full responsibility for myself 
100%. Love that. Yeah. So. Well, that was my last question. Awesome. How do you feel? Good, good. What about you? I feel good. I would challenge y'all to ask yourself some of those same questions and reflect back over this year. Thank you so much for listening to The Foster. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back and listening and rocking with us. I am so grateful to this community, community that is growing. And I am just so grateful to each and every one of you. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate it five stars and share it with somebody you think might need to hear it. I feel like we touched on a lot of things. Like this conversation went in a direction that I really didn't expect it to. Like we kind of talked about relationship and mental health and just a lot of things. So if you feel like there's somebody in your life that could benefit from this conversation, please don't be scared to share it. It also really helps us grow and find new listeners and community members. And I am grateful to you for that. Let me know who you want to hear from next year. If there's anybody that you're like, oh, I would love to hear them on The Foster. Drop like you can hit us up on Instagram um, at the Foster on Instagram, or you can DM me at Angel Period Foster on Instagram or TikTok, um, or YouTube wherever. Literally, I'm like so easy to find. So, <laughs> or Montez, you can Mr. Montez. He's Montez Nichols. Um, so yeah, please let me know who you'd like to hear from. But we do have some very exciting guests lined up, starting with Eloise Dufka. She'll be our first interview guest of 2023. I'm so excited for y'all to hear that interview. It is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Mojo coming on. We got Priscilla from Sadie Baddies. We got so many people coming. It's going to be, it's going to be, 2023 is going to be that year. Like, I'm very, very excited. But yeah, thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.